get your smoke on, I get your chill on. Let's get these conversations on. Calling on moms and anybody who's living life. The Pop Moms Podcast is here. Oh, hello there, and welcome to the Pop Moms Podcast. You've got me, Kate, and me, Natalie. <laughs> Today we're going to be talking about sleep. Yeah. Sleep training, our own sleep, maybe not, maybe not patterns, maybe our routines. Yeah. Sleep um, hacks. Sleep hacks, parenting hacks. We're going to be talking about it while we're both very tired. We are. we slept like shit last night. We did. Big and that's, thanks to my baby. Right, and that's why we decided to kind of have today be the day that we talk about sleep training because we both have had bad experiences. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. And it's such a journey. And let me just preface this with a quote from my sister, which is, I know nothing and it's all fucked. Yes, totally. 100%. So like, and I think that's a really important point because like we are giving advice that like we attempt, but don't always nail. Yeah. Oh, it's so hard. Like literally this morning, we have a great system in place for when my son wakes up screaming at 4am. Tell us about it. Well, well, yeah, we'll start there. So, you know, now after going through multiple sleep training things and we'll chat about those. We are using the red light, green light method. So we have a hatch sleep sound system. Which is like a product. It's like an alarm clock, right? Yep, yep, it does. Although we have Well, that doesn't alarm. (laughs) Well, it doesn't alarm. Also, we the clock feature is very bright, so we wrap it with a towel. So but it has like an orb of light on the top. And if he's up before 6 a.m., you turn it red. It's like low but red, and this is like the indicator, like go to sleep, no thanks. And then at 6 a.m., it can turn green. You know, if he's gone back to sleep, obviously, we just do nothing. But if he's up, we turn it green and then we walk in. But then this morning, when I went in, I turned it red. And then I was planning to sleep wave him, which was our most recent sleep type of type of sleep training we did. Tell us what sleep wave is. Oh, yeah. Okay. So the sleep wave. As a thoroughbred extrovert. My <laughs> biggest my biggest issues with sleep training methods were that I felt like no amount of being left to scream would ever train me out of wanting to be around other people. Because we've talked about how your lungs have evolved, and so in addition to not being <laughs> affected by weed, you were born screaming. In ad- well, my mom does always say that I came out of the womb talking, and <laughs> my son is the same too. He's very chatty, and he seems to be, you know, very extroverted. My husband, I would say, is like a little half and half. You know, he, he definitely ch- recharges alone, so I suppose he leans introvert. Um, but for me and for how I project anyways onto Leon, I think we are extroverted and Leon obviously just like the minute he wakes up, he wants to be around us. So the concept of the sleep wave, the reason I like that more is because it is an intermittent check-in method, but scripted so that you're never straying ever from like a very consistent, repetitive seven to 10 second script. You, the minute they start crying, you start a five minute timer. Every five minutes on the five minutes, as long as they're still crying, you go in there and we say, I love you, Leon. It's time to sleep. Good night. In that exact cadence, that exact same way. Trevor does the exact same thing. This is what we found to be the most effective for him, even though in the beginning he gets more rowdy because you're coming in and he like screams bloody murder at you. Uh, But... The idea of it is that you're coming back repetitively reassuring them that your presence is there with the reassurance of a wave. That's where the name comes. And eventually they're like, fuck this bitch. She's not going to help me, but I know she's there. So the, 
as the woman in the book puts it, this is from the book, The Happy Sleeper, um, the screams are protest instead of fear. And that is just a, you know, whatever, something to note. Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, write that down. <laughs> okay, four minutes. We have a little fuck up there. Oh my God, no, it's not a fuck up. So what just happened is I wanted to write down the happy sleeper because what oh, we want to yeah. do is we want to provide you guys these reference points towards things that we use so that there is a way for you to look more into it if you think it's going to work for you. Exactly right. Yeah, like a more effective resource drop than me just like interjecting the title randomly. Well, because we both have ADHD again, like the mm-hmm. minute we close an episode, like we forget what we talked about. Yeah. So this is for us. <laughs> and for you. Us and you. You guys are going to get like very specific resource drops information because of our ADHD and ability to organize things. Anyways, back to the sleep wave. So this morning I tried to go in and do the sleep wave. And of course, the minute I opened the door, his scream went to this like high pitched desperation shriek of mom, which is hard to ignore. And I was just like, well, now I'm fucked. I gotta go in there. And of course, you know, the minute you go in, pick him up silent, dead on your shoulder, like wants to just be in your arms, you know? And so then I just sat in the chair in his room while he slept in my arms until 6 a.m. And Kate and I were supposed to go to 6 a.m. yoga. And turns out neither of us went because we were both haggard, not sleeping with our children. 100%. But I mean, like, that's an example. And, like, you can have the most rigid sleep training. But, like, you still, like, you were very attentive to the needs of your child at that point. And you were like, okay, I know this is what I should do. But, like the high-pitched scream, like, something different than before. You know what I mean? Like, that is what makes it something where you want to you want to not necessarily follow that. You want to pay attention to, like, what their emotional needs are at that yeah, point. Yeah, like, everything is, you know, it's an ebb and a flow, right? And it's all cyclical, too. Like, I feel like we'll go through two weeks that are incredible, and then you go through two weeks that are not so good, and then you get into some new swing, like, trying to correct that, you know, veering off course, and then you're on a new course that's working really well, and you're like, well, I fucking love this sleep wave. And then plot twist, now the sleep wave is fucked. Also, the light system was fucked because I had turned it red, but then I walked in. So, And that is another key piece of this like happy sleeper concept is that you babies are incredible data machines. Like They are constantly acquiring data, acquiring information. The minute you give them a new piece of data, a new piece of information, so like for me, coming in when the light was red, now I have thrown his entire theory about this red light, and hopefully tomorrow we can get us back on track and you know you do it long enough and you stay consistent, which is, it's always me breaking it for the record. Trevor has no problem with the consistency. Yeah, so. have it easier. I'm gonna just go ahead and put it out there. I, I mean, they were inside our bodies, so it's like, I feel like we have more of, again, shame and guilt, yeah, right? totally. Um, where, you know, we're, we're moms, we're supposed to be more nurturing, you know, dads yeah. have the option to be nurturing, but like a dad figure doesn't have to be necessarily, yeah. even by societal standards. Well, and I, and I always, always nowadays try to pinpoint that as conditioning, right? Like Trevor is very capable of being a nurturing person, but he did not have the same conditioning that taught him how to be nurturing and when and that it was good to be nurturing you know he actually had like the opposite in a in some ways where he grew up in a household with five men and they you know like being a strong I mean I don't know though it's interesting because I think of it that way at this like house of men and Kathy was you know running her own business a very like 
Which uh, is strong. a more masculine trait at that yeah, point in time. Totally. Like, generationally. Like, very strong matriarch, though. Yeah. But, you know, but like, Dawn actually did much of the nurturing tasks. Like, Dawn did a lot of the cleaning. Dawn did a lot of the cooking. I mean, Trevor That's cool. did a lot of the cooking in their house, yeah. too. Trevor does all of the cooking in our house, which it I'm sure It smells amazing every time I come in. I I've always offered a very enticing meal. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, which is, like, one of his friend always talks about, like, that Trevor fed him all through college. Like, that's one of the best things about Trevor. Uh, but anywho, so, you know, getting off the sleep track, long story long, like when it comes to this nighttime too, where everybody is so vulnerable and Trevor is able, I think, to better separate, like, this is what's best for him. I'm just going to stick this pillow over my head and roll over and turn the fan on. Whereas I am like, what does he need? What does he need? Why is he upset? How is this going to impact him long term? (laughs) And I just like have to go. I don't know. Everything in my physical body. And that is also, I think, like, I'm just a very deeply feeling person. Yeah. I'm a very empathetic person. We're action takers, too. Yeah. So I'm just like, he fucking needs me. I gotta go. Like, I don't need to sleep as much as my baby needs to be snugged right yeah. now. And I also think, like, if I was screaming, I'd want somebody to come. Right. Which is why my mother slept with me until I was 12, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, but my dad snored. It wasn't entirely my... It was self-serving genius. for both of you. Yeah, it was... I mean, now that I think about it, I'm like, wow, that, yeah, no wonder I'm doomed, obviously. I'm, <laughs> obviously, I want to go in. I think, um, I think it's interesting, too, like, so I think back to my kids and how they slept. Yeah. And, like, because I've done it three times, right? Oh, yeah. So, like, it's interesting to go from one, whereas, like, my firstborn, like, I remember it was five o'clock and it would be like the witching hour where I'd have this golden baby all day and then you know get home from work whatever it would be and then it was just like chaos like screaming uncontrollable right and so then like I feel like he was my hardest to get to sleep but he was also my first so Mm -hmm. I just don't know if I got smarter with the subsequent next two but with my daughter Oh my God. She was like, and I like fully understand how absolutely like lucky I am to have had this experience. So I really want to caveat with this, but I would nurse her. I would put her in her bed. She would like, literally, I like joke. She would like wave to me and be like, bye mom. And then just like turn over and go to sleep. And same now, like when we do their bedtime routines, she is literally like, okay, I got this from here. You know what I mean? But I don't know if it's because I was more in tune with what she was showing me or because I had learned something from my first to my second, you know, but like they all have like, you know, semi, right. And semi different. And then with the third, I mean, like they're like you know 20 minutes apart so that was just like it was just it was chaos for a while so i mean he's pretty adaptable yeah in terms of sleep and he almost uh out of all of the kids leaned on my husband more Mm. like because my husband always to to all of the kids has the routine of singing um uh i'm always sleeping um by the beatles um how what what is the song i'll figure out what it is we'll put a clip in here probably illegally because we don't own the rights to it but hey (laughs) Hey, here we go um so they have like their own little uh uh, slumbers golden slumbers golden slumbers so it's so cute it's just even when I hear it like through the doors, I'm like, oh my god, it's so special oh that like god. they all have that memory of him seeing that to them. Remind me, do they all have their own rooms? They do, yeah. Oh, nice. Okay. They do now. In the beginning and at various points in time, when we've done construction on our house, they've bunked up. Yeah. And they honestly are pretty tight sleepers even together. Like every Friday, um, we have these couches that pull out and pop up, so they essentially have this like huge. It's like the size of two queen size beds, maybe, oh, and like they. 
call it mega couch and they sleep all together like they'll watch a movie and then like sleep out there together on on friday nights which is super fun it's so cute yeah it's really sweet yeah and leon does so the way you describe your daughter's sleep like that's leon going to bed and i think that is you know we were very committed to the sleep training despite having gone through the different methods like we did cry it out to extinction in the beginning the sleep wave, as I mentioned, was, I think, the best for us or, like, the one that I felt the best with. But that was very, I mean, at the end. And that was only because he had regressed so much after what we thought was totally successfully sleep trained from Cry It Out initially. Uh, and this, again, this was, like, all over the course of, like, a full year and a half. You know, now he's almost two. So we've, it feels like we've tried so many different things. But uh, all of this to say you know, at night, he'll go right to bed for the most part. He'll protest a little bit about like wanting to take a truck in or wanting to change his pajamas or not get in his sleep sack. We just got him out of sleep sacks this week. I wonder if that's why he's waking up like an asshole now, I think. Could be. <laughs> Those things are keep, seem very snuggly. I know. I'm like, guys, I just figured it out. I just figured out my problem right here, talking it out. Pop Mom's podcast. We're here for you and ourselves. <laughs> and ourselves. Oh, yeah. This is actually working just a it out in, exercise. In real time. <laughs> but, yeah, and, you know, it's the early morning for him. And my pediatrician was like, he's just a farm boy. Yeah. He was going to wake up at 445 every day forever is what we thought. Until we started sleep waving him in the morning. And then I'm not really sure if it was that or if it was daylight savings. But somewhere between the two of them. That fucks with kids' bedtimes and like their patterns so much. Yeah, well, it actually, I mean, it helped us because it yeah. got him to a good, well, to like a 6 a.m. point. And now he's, he's hovering around there until, you know, this morning when he screamed at four. So. Well, and that's a good one, too. And so, like, this is my first hack, you know, for, yeah. for the episode is as soon as my kids could, like, visually recognize things, we got them just a random alarm clock and we drew a, we took a post-it note and drew a seven on it. And we said, here's what you're looking for. If your clock says that, you can get up. Otherwise, you have to stay in your room because, like, I went through the getting up early with them and, like... I can't like I I, yeah. I need them to be asleep until seven because there's certain things that I do if I'm going running in the morning then I'm coming back I'm making coffee I'm getting the dogs food I'm taking them out so then when they wake up seven or later I'm ready to be present for them because I've gotten my shit in order yeah oh my so God. that was a big tip for me is like you here's here's some activities like I mean when they were younger too right like putting out little like not stations but like here if you are if you're awake now I'm not gonna make you go to sleep but you have to stay in your room and be quiet during until it says seven o'clock yeah so that's my first one is like a visual recognition of the number seven on a clock so that they can see what time it is and when they're able to go ahead and get up which is ultimately the same concept as the red light green light thing so you know just some type of visual cue for them whether they're they can decipher numbers yet or not like those are two options to do uh, I also had a client mention to me that he freezes his kids out. Like, he keeps his house frozen, and then he makes their beds really comfortable. And he, they have four children. And he was like, yeah, we just keep our house super cold at night. Like, I'm talking 62 degrees cold. And then we did invest, like, all of their beds have super comfortable luxe, like, comforters, really soft sheets. Like, their beds are so comfortable. Our house is so cold. They never want to get out. Well, and that's funny <laughs> that you say that because, like, well, so I'm like... <laughs> 
I'm like, I'm sustainably supporting the environment, but I think I'm also really cheap because yeah. like it costs a lot to heat a house. Yeah. And like in Seattle, it's expensive as fuck. And like totally. the weird part about Seattle is like, it doesn't get very cold, but like the dampness yeah. gets inside the house. And so year round, I have, we have, um, we have the nest. And so we set it on at night. It can go as low as 58, which is fucking insane. I recognize that, but because of the weather, like we don't very rarely, like maybe for like December and January, it'll stay there. But like even this morning, like it was still at 61 when I woke up and then, so we bump it up. So like, for example, when I go out to run in the morning, so I don't wake them up, I turn on the heat. So it's like some gray noise. Right. So then I bump it from whatever it's at to like 62. And then when I get home, I'll put it to 64. And then when they get up, I'll put it to 65. And then that's like the warmest that like we'll have it. Oh my gosh. I cook our house to a balmy I'm Okay. I was going to (laughs) say, as we're here, right. And I'm trying to control. I'm in, I, well, I, so I have a funny story about sweating because I I am very unconventional when it comes to deodorant use, but it's not based off of like me. I, I understand there's probably bad things with aluminum. I have zero research into it. Someone told me aluminum was bad. And so I went and in deodorant. So I took that to heart and I just, never bought deodorant again so like i jokingly um i like if i sweat i probably am gonna smell because again in certain situations then it's like a nervous sweat and then that's always just straight up like onions well i'm so glad that you brought this up because i have the best all-natural deodorant and it's primally pure can't stress it enough the it's like a peppermint charcoal deodorant anyways i've tried them all this is the best one You heard it here first, you guys. It's so good. Sleep training tips, deodorant suggestions. I mean, what won't we touch on? What won't we touch on? Yeah, it's like, we just want to make sure you guys are taken care of. And stay tuned for more resource drops on our socials. But back to the sleep. Now tell me, Kate, how do you sleep? That is a a great question. So it's been a bit of a journey Um, so I'm a side sleeper. So the first thing that I got was a pillow that has an ear hole and it actually allows me. So like, um, I have like weird body issues because I sleep on my side too frequently that like, it'll kind of make me really uneven. So I use a sleep pillow that almost looks like a candy cane with like this. (laughs) I think it's really perverted looking actually, because it has this like ear hole and like, maybe again, I'm a 12 year old inside, (laughs) but I'm like, every time I do that, I'm like, Oh my God, you know what I mean? Like I. I just like it cracks me up because I'm like okay like I don't know why I'm always never mind I'm not even gonna say it because I'm a 12 year old but I'm like I wonder that what you have to say people it. who come into my house think I do with this oh well hopefully they're not well I know and I like I crack up because I'm like oh my god it's just like the American pie moment yeah, you know what I mean it. so like the pie uh, um, I follow his wife on Instagram and she trolls him so much for all of good. the just like she's like my husband is literally famous for jerking it into a pie yeah. and she brings it up like every six months and I every time it cracks me up but anyways that's really on. funny so um so <laughs> my husband and I I use my my ear hole pillow um if I wake up in the middle of the night I do try to use a sleep mask that I keep like hanging on like the side of my bed to really help me kind of just dampen like I'm a big like I have to really work really 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 hard to not wake up and be completely alert when I wake up in the middle of the night because my brain is like okay cool ready to go now that's wonderful or I'll have like a Taylor Swift song in my head or like like anytime I get up I am very much at risk of getting completely unhinged and going off into like you know uh so because of that um I have been doing meditations for probably the last like four years and recently we've like incorporated it into our like 
bedtime routine. So like our bedtime routine um, usually will involve some sort of, I try to do yoga a couple times a week and just like a quick 10 minute one. Yeah. Yoga with Adrian has some really awesome, just very chill 10 minute ones that are like good for people who work at desks or like yeah. mom strain on your body, right? Like carrying a kid mm. throws off the symmetry of like your fucking body at some point. Totally. So like just having little things to like relax my shoulders or my neck mm. or my upper back, right? I mean, like, yeah. as I said that. I was know, like, we're like, both sitting completely like awkward. Yeah, I've got like one. One leg in and one leg out. Always do. We look insane. Um, So trying to incorporate that as like somewhat of a come down. And then um, we actually use this product that we drink and it's called, um, it's called Beam. And of course we get extra strength because like, I'm like in my brain, I need the extra strength. Of course, we don't need to start with regular strength. And this is actually something that my husband found. So I have to give him credit for that. Um, But we got these things called the aura ring right and like we have apple watches too which we use to track like our most of our physical activity but i don't like wearing it at night i know i charge mine at night exactly me too and like i could and so again extra i'm like they also charge so much faster than i give them credit for totally charge it while i brush my teeth and then wear it overnight but i do not so i got this aura ring because it really it monitors like your rem levels of sleep your light sleep your heavy sleep like it really gives a lot more of an insight into like how your sleep sleeping and how it impacts your readiness for the next day. So we found, and I mean, it's, I'm a light sleeper. And as I get older, the lighter it is. Um, Remind me your placement in your family. Oldest. You're old. Okay. So this is funny not to interrupt you, but I am such a good sleeper. And you mentioned your third is such a good sleeper. And my sister's third right now is such a good sleeper. And I was like, maybe when you're at the end, you just have to sleep through so much more chaos. You do. Honestly, I really think you do. I think birth order plays like a really big role in it. Yeah. Like my husband, the way he sleeps, like he is like a fish. It is like sleeping with a fish. Like when you (laughs) see a fish flopping around, like that is the exact visual. In that. That exact way you picture a fish flopping around a dock. That is my husband. Like oh we have God. to remake the bed. I'm talking like tuck sheets in, re- redo the fitted sheet every fucking day because this sweet, sweet man cannot stay still. Oh my God. Hilarious. So because of this, we are really trying to better position ourselves to go to sleep in a way that is conducive to staying asleep for yeah. longer. Like for whatever reason, my, Arca- what is it? Arcadian rhythm. Your circadian rhythm. Circadian. Thank you. <laughs> Almost the same word. Again, details, close, close. details. So mine, like I wake up almost every day without fail between two forty-five and three thirty. Ooh, so that is right when your cortisol levels drop. Totally. That is normal for everybody. That but is it's like the, horrible for it my horrible. brain. Yeah. So I just have to stay as still as I can, and I actually, I will count my breaths. I will inhale to a four, and then I will exhale to a four because I read that if you, if you have anxiety, it's impossible if you're doing a four count up and a four count down to sustain an elevated heart rate because it's just too, like, it's too balanced. It's like the sweet spot of balance. Ah, so okay. to complement all of this insanity, yeah. we have started drinking Beam, which is like a powder, powder substance that honestly it tastes like hot chocolate. Does so it make like, him not flop like a fish? It, the first, like, good Less part of flop? the evening, like, because... He deals with more of like the, so uh, me as a light sleeper, I'm affected by his flopping. 
<laughs> but then he also has problems falling asleep. Whereas, uh, like, I feel like moms, like, and just whatever, the last 10 years of my life, like, I just reach a point of exhaustion where, yeah. like, I can't physically stay awake any longer. Well, and so also, I fall asleep. Let me just quickly address the elephant in the room. Aren't you guys smoking a lot of weed? Like, how are you not tired? I feel like I... Well, and I think that's a part of it, too, <laughs> yeah. right? Because, like, I mean, I go through... Like, I, I, my weed consumption ebbs and flows. Yeah, like, obviously, totally. we have a podcast called The Pot Moms Podcast. Yeah. There are days I don't smoke weed. Totally. And I think that's Same. super normal. Yeah. And so, like, the days where I'm going for more of, like, a detox, like, the smoking of the weed is almost a little bit of a routine that my husband and I keep as a way to both together calm down after a day of focusing on our work, focusing on the kids. It kind of allows us to like realign where we're at. And it's like a little thing where we could just spend some, like a microchasm of time together after the kids go to bed. So like one of us will roll a joint or we'll, you know, pack the bong, whatever we'll do, but we'll smoke. And then we'll like immediately go to bed because I have to ward off the munchies. Like my brain is like smoking weed for me in some ways, like based off of just like unhealthy eating habits in the past is like that's my permission yeah that's my permission it's like go eat everything because you want to <laughs> no it's like shovel it's like, food <laughs> but you know and, and then i've because I've, I've gone back to under better understanding hunger cues which can be completely thrown off by smoking weed yeah. so i'm very conscious of that when i smoke weed of being like i give myself a gauge before i do it and i'm like am i hungry now yeah. because chances are in two minutes after i'm done smoking i'm still not hungry but that part of my brain has been triggered and it's like find all all the candy and so it's not even good stuff so I will say yeah. if I do feel like I want to go ahead and like take that you know hunger bait yeah. I make myself eat real food oh that's good that's smart so I know, I'm not just snacking really, we don't really keep that much stuff in our house that is bad I same because I, 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 I have that. no self control but yesterday Trevor went to Trader Joe's he bought those little chocolate Asshole. peanut butter cups and I literally ate like seven of them because well, it's, like, the, it's the habit it's the I routine know. I you was know? like you can't buy these again but they're so good but one of the things that actually inhibits my sleep is when I eat too late because oh, it makes your yeah. blood sugar spike and then your heart rate doesn't come down because you have to take up your body's resources to go ahead and digest. I know. So like I'm saying all of this telling everyone that like there's going to be the exceptions. I shoot myself in the totally. foot at least once a week on making bad decisions that I know are going to impact my sleep. Yeah, like, totally. It just it happens just, and that's just life. And I think also once you after having children, your sleep need shifts. Like yes. you still have the need for sleep. But you're so ready to be alert the second you're awake again that I think it's hard to get back to a place where, like, that isn't your instinct to be awake the minute you wake up because you want to attend to whatever needs your kids have. Totally. And I really do think it's very much stemming from, like, having, in the past, getting woken up at all hours of the night and having to tend to children. Like, that stays with you, like... A lot. I know, and a uh, bummer of news here, guys, but my mom said it literally never goes away. Yeah, then and you I could see that. Then your kids are in college, then whatever. They're not even in your house, but you wake up in the middle of the night like, is this bitch drunk at a party? Like, where is she? What's right. happening? You know, you have all these... T- Did she sneak out in high school? Like, uh, just it's... 
You just will sleep when we're dead, I guess. <laughs> I know, literally. I always joke about that. I'm just yeah. like, yep, well, we'll sleep when we're dead. Yeah, well, okay, so we... But, well, so back to beam. I so was going to say this, this was a beam. This beam thing. So this has really helped my husband in being able to fall asleep, and I do feel like my quality of sleep in the first part of my sleep has been like, like, I can feel it. Like, I am, yeah. like, being carried off on a pillow of clouds to go ahead and, like, attack Wonderful. slumber. But it has, it's got hemp in it, so, I mean, like, here's where it's relatable here, right? And I... We didn't go into it being like, oh my God, great, this has additional weed in it. Yeah. You know, it was like it happened to have that because it's also got melatonin, which we know is helpful for sleep. It's got L-theanine, which is good for sleep as well. It's got magnesium, which is like a really kind of buzzword right now yeah. around mental health things also, that I was gonna helps say, boost it. Cardiovascular, I mean, right. there are so many benefits to that. And know. then it's got reishi, which we've mm. talked about yeah. being more in tune with our consumption of Mushrooms. mushrooms. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I like that you said functional too, because like the way to describe it is like it's a shift. It's not like I don't feel, I don't get anything visual. Yeah. I don't get, you know, anything it's not like that. But that's not even the only place where, you know, where mushrooms are incorporated like in, totally. in my routine. Well, and you know, this also reminded me so I have been using or trying, I got influenced by the company Alice, which does mushroom chocolates. They're yeah. not psychedelic. They have a brainstorm, which is the uh, day one. You know, they compare this a lot to like an Adderall adjacent. It does have guarana in it, which is like basically, ca- you know, it's like yeah. a caffeine type thing. So, I, but I don't, it doesn't make me feel like I've had caffeine. It makes me feel focused and alert. It has lion's mane. It's got ratios. It's got these, you know, cordyceps, I like, whatever. I like that stuff more than coffee. Yeah. And they have a nightcap version that I did not order because my immediate gut instinct was, well, I have weed for that, you know, which ultimately that does work for me. And yeah. again, I'm a third child. I also am the daughter of a grizzly bear that hibernates like a champ. Like we sleep very well, I suppose, typically. Um, you know, and I feel like my sisters both sleep well, too, I want to say. Besides, you know, with children, keeping them up uh, other than that. But my mom's a very light sleeper, so, you know, she'll she'll do a little little edible, though, every once in a while. Those, like, mints, those moxie mints. Mr. Moxies, yeah. yes! We've worked with them in the past. We oh, really nice. like them. Yeah, I'm a huge, huge fan of those because of their low microdose, totally. like, levels. Yeah. We are big fans around here of, like, a small amount you know, again, like this is a plant. This is medicinal. This is a thing that can be like implemented into a routine without it having to consume your life that you have to do it every day. And I'm actually glad that I asked you that question about you and Mike using cannabis to fall asleep because I, you know, it isn't necessarily a good idea to rely on anything to sleep, let alone cannabis, you know? So if you're having a hard time and then you're using edibles every day, that is like very habit forming, very dependence oriented and so we don't recommend that either, you know? No. So, I mean, really for me, it's like if I get good exercise and I chase Leon around for even half of the day, I'm sleeping like a rock by 9 p.m. You yeah. Know? Staying up till 10, like Trevor and I stayed up a little late last night, 10, 22. I was like, loose, we're out of control. And then totally. of course my son woke up at 4 a.m., so. Don't you hate that? It's like whenever <sighs> you make that decision to constantly go outside of your routine, you get burned. Same thing for Every me. Time. Every time. And, but it's like... 
it's hard to keep those routines as, like every single day because then again to your point like you know we each have our jobs we have our other lives so it's like it's nice to be able to connect with like your significant other at that time but it's like yeah you always pay for it on one end or the other I know I mean and I, I that's a no promising choice. plug yeah. <laughs> we're all fucked and we're we said back. it at the beginning <laughs> we know nothing and we're all fucked yeah you know and last night too like Trevor was back to our ADHD which always seems to come up I have lately been, like, not nailing my accurate assumption of time I need to do things, which is always a plight of mine. But Trevor's been especially annoyed with me this week because I was like, I'll be downstairs in 15 minutes. I'll take over from Leon at 7.15 or whatever. All these metrics that then have not shaken out. And the other night, two nights ago, I was supposed to give him a massage. He was very sore from running. He did a very long run with our dog. I said I was going to be in there in 10 minutes. I ended up accidentally deleting the logo on my website and had to like basically redo my whole website homepage. As you can imagine, that took me an hour. And it's stressful. Yeah. Then he's asleep. Then I'm like trying to explain. He's like, sorry, I didn't get whatever. I had to stay up late and give him a massage last night. <laughs> it was, it was owed and somebody was salty and I was like, no problem, honey. And then, you know, I'm the one who got up at 4 a.m. and he got a nice little lion. And then you just do a trade-off when yeah. the human hours start. And- but I think that's a really good point is it's about the balance. Because yeah. there's always going to be shit that comes up. And, I, like, I really do. Like, I feel like I'm making excuses for people with ADHD. But I do think that we deserve some of them because yeah. we're just not neurotypical. Yeah. And, like, same thing. I will get completely sucked into something where it's, like, all of a sudden I'm like, oh, well, wonderful. Like, at least I've stopped working in bed. Yeah. Right? Like, oh, that's the bad one. Because then, like, he's decompressing. I'm like over here banging on a keyboard and then you know that I mean I recognize that that's not like a good environment for him either or me or me for that point you know so like but it is it's it's really nice when you have a partner that like you know and and Michael do it too because very often like I'm up I'm running at six or we're doing a yoga class at six. So it's like, I never really get that sleep in. So I'm really grateful for the times that I do where like, he's like, I'll go up and get the toaster strudels going for the kids or whatever, because it is, it's that delicate balance of like, you know, someone might need more sleep. You need a teammate who's in it with you. And I always say it like it's being in the suck, like being a participant in the suck, even if you're just fucking standing there your presence also being in the suck like you just want to know that you're exactly like you're just you don't you want to have someone else who's in it with you yeah and you know what's funny too is like thinking about getting the quality sleep I mean even I went to Denver for a girls trip recently and I was so excited to get good rest and then what do you know I'm up at 6 a.m every single day like laying in bed staring at the ceiling like where's my baby to play with my you know my brain is just rewired now right and so I was like I don't know when I'll ever sleep or you just smoke weed in the morning and take a nap there you go oh my god a nice morning nap I never do it but I just really want to start somehow Uh, I know well this was on a ladies trip so you know you're like you You hit your pen have a little pastry and then you have a snooze and that's how you catch up on sleep right so do you guys I guess I would pose the question to the audience do you have any sleep training suggestions do you have any you know sleep routines that you want to share if you do hit us up at popmomspodcast at gmail.com we really like want to make this show something where we're not only sharing our aspects of our lives but you know we want to go ahead and share with the greater community because like that's what it is it's it's a pop moms community yeah and or even if you're just a regular old mom yeah you wouldn't call call yourself a pop mom this is a space safe space for you too yeah and we want to hear what are your tips for me specifically 
like early morning risers. What do you guys have for a kid who just like wants to be awake and be in your arms? But he's not actually a snuggler. So like if I bring, I mean, he is, but like if you bring him into bed, he's just ready to smash you in the face with yeah. his toy truck, you know, and be like, wake up, mommy, wake up. That's what he does, <laughs> which is so cute. It's hard to be mad, but you're also just like, bud, we're asleep now. And then he goes, okay, night, night. <laughs> and then he goes, just kidding. You're like, stop. Oh my God. It's- you'll miss it. I'll tell you as someone who's out of that is you will miss it. You will, I guarantee you in yeah. two years, you'll be crying about this exact memory. Yeah. Except that I'm going to have another one saying it to me. Yes. Potentially. Totally. We'll so see. you'll be crying because you haven't been sleeping either. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Oh my gosh. Although my sister this morning was like, for the love of God, put your IUD back in. <laughs> she has a, you know, a couple weeks old newborn. Real talk. It is tough out there. We feel it for all you new moms, all you current moms, all you future moms. I know. All you people. Life is hard. (sighs) You're going to get through it, you guys. And when in doubt, just remember, we know nothing and it's all fucked. listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Cannabis Health Radio is a podcast about stories from people around the world who have used cannabis to deal with serious ailments, many of them life-threatening. My name is Ian Jessup. My co-host Corey Elland is no stranger to the devastating emotional impact faced by so many people receiving a death sentence diagnosis from a doctor. Told she only had months to live with anal canal cancer, Corey researched and immediately began using cannabis oil to eliminate her cancer and has been cancer-free for more than a decade. She told herself that if it worked, she would spend the rest of her life helping others, which she does tirelessly every day. When you listen to our podcast, you'll hear many stories like Corey's, along with others who have used cannabis oil for many more ailments besides cancer, such as chronic pain, PTSD, MS, and many, many more. As one of our guests said, your podcast gave me the confidence to save my own life. We regularly get messages from listeners who have heard our podcast and use cannabis to solve a serious health issue of their own or that of a loved one. We hope you listen to these stories and be as inspired and moved as we are with each and every episode.